Welcome to Lady Lair Live. My name is Ashton Keith, and I'm a chef, food stylist, and culinary instructor in New York City. Every Sunday night, I invite an industry lady friend over to my swanky Lady Lair apartment and teach them how to create a meal with ingredients I have on hand. We drink wine, chat about pop culture, and embrace the notion of everyday cooking and celebrations. This is not your mother's cooking show. Nothing is prepped or styled here. This is real life. Welcome to my kitchen. Welcome to Lady Lair Live. It is the end of June and we're approaching July 4th weekend. And I've been on a little bit of a hiatus with Lady Lair Live, but we are back for an amazing summer of guests. And I have none other than a Jersey Shore girl with me, Mary McCulley. She has, she's the Vinter, I'm going to pronounce that wrong, the Vintner for a company called Ripe Life Wines, which is a... Um, a wine that's inspired inspired by lifestyle. So she created a wine based around the parties and the clam bakes that she had growing up and as a young adult at the Jersey Shore. So that falls so in line with who I am and you know what I'm all about, breaking bread. But beyond that, the wine is incredibly delicious and well thought out and curated and boutique. And she'll explain a lot of what that means in our podcast today as we make a very kind of summery Asian salad that could be either a salad or a side to your or upcoming barbecues. So enjoy this episode of Lady Lair Live. I have Mary McCulley of Ripe Life Wines. Welcome to Lady Lair Live. Um, I'm excited to have, we actually haven't done a Lady Lair Live in a long time. I had optioned it for a couple different other things and I just decided to bring it back. We've been on a little hiatus for like three or four months and I have a great summer schedule for us, but our first guest is Mary McCauley. Is that mm-hmm. how you say your name? Yeah. Great. <laughs> and she is, would you call yourself the winemaker, owner, like vintner, expert? Yeah, vintner, owner of uh, uh, Ripe Life Wines. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So her wine is phenomenal and it's perfect for kicking off right before 4th of July weekend because your wine is inspired by where you grew up. But also, it's funny, we just met today for the first time, which is very embarrassing and weird and odd. We're busy. We're we're busy. busy Because we know all the same people, and we actually grew up um, very close to each other down the shore. And for anybody who's not from New Jersey, that means the Jersey Shore. (laughs) And um, so the wine was inspired by where you grew up, and I'll let you get into that. Um, but we're going to get cooking first. We're doing a salad because in true Lady Lair live form, I was at my desk until about five minutes before Mary got here, <laughs> and I'm literally cooking what we have in my fridge. So last night I had an event with Instagram, and I have some leftover zucchini, celery, herbs, cucumbers, and I'm just going to make like an Asian-y dressing. So this would be like perfect if you were doing like a big barbecue with people on 4th of July. This could be cool. one of your sides. Awesome. So, okay, so I'm going to start chopping. I'm going to actually have you... Take my ginger. We're going to start for, with ginger at the base of our dressing. Just okay. cut around that skin. Some people use like a peeler. I just think that's a pain in the butt. Just cut around, remove that outside skin, and then I'm just going to have you microplane it into my bowl. And while you're doing that, would you explain to me how you guys got started, how long you have been um, running the company, and anything um, you know that resonates with like where you grew up? And I just think that's such a fascinating story. Cool. Um, so how it all kind of got started was, um, so I, like you, I went to culinary school and then started working at restaurants yeah. and um, really 
always forget that you went to culinary school. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm oh, just telling okay. you how to chop ginger. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, ginger should be, uh, ginger's tricky. But um, we, um, anyway, I, you know, fell in love with wine throughout school. And yeah. then after being on the floor at a restaurant, I kind of knew that was my calling. Mm -hmm. And so, um, accordingly, because, you know, wine is such like a confusing topic for so many people. Mm -hmm. um, they're kind of daunted about it. I just became the like official wine guru buyer for like any family or friend event. Right? Oh, cool! So yeah, so like Thanksgiving, my parents were like, you know, go buy the perfect wine for whatever oh, what I do we need for this. So I, um, so anyway, I grew up on the Jersey Shore, uh, Manaloking, like you, and um, we always uh, have clam bakes down there, and we were having one for. Uh, do you know Alex Lehman? I, the name sounds familiar. She's friends with all, all of our these, friends. Yeah. All of these people I meet yeah. drunk okay, that's at the it. beach. Exactly. At a big party. You've definitely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you met, but anyway, so we had, uh, speaking drinking at the beach, we yeah. had this really awesome clam bake for her 25th birthday in okay. 2011. And I, at that point, was studying for my SOM exams, and um, I said to our friend the next day, I said, you know, for next year's clam bake, because we, you know, are always having them, uh, I'm going to try making the perfect wine, rather yeah. than just going out and buying it, and it's just kind of, sort of just like to be fun, just yeah. like a little family like a, moonshine yes, hobby, like, I I, you know, it That's was so not, New Jersey. it was not exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> So, so about a thing of you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was totally, it was totally not, uh, you know, there was never a business plan behind it. It was just kind of a fun thing. Yeah. And yeah, obviously the immediate question after that was, um, well, what is the perfect wine for a clam bake? Yeah. And so I, you know, explained to people, well, I really think it'd be an unoaked Chardonnay uh -huh. or a rosé. And, um, whatever yeah. amount you think is good. So for you put in about like a teaspoon in there. Let's do... Actually, that looks good. Yeah. Let's keep it at that. So it's like a little bit, it's a heavy teaspoon. We'll do that. Um, okay, continue. Um, so I, yeah, I, anyway, so it wasn't meant to be a business. And then um, when I kind of designed the label and I started talking about it, um, I just had like a series of aha moments yeah. of why this would be a great idea going forward as a business. Um, a lot of people were like, if I saw that in the store, I would buy it. Yeah. Um, Her label, by the way. Um, is very catchy in the sense that, like, it's a beautiful label. It's very um, modern because it's kind of got, like, butcher paper feel to yeah. it, the label, which mm -hmm. is, as you guys will know, is, like, you'll see all over farm-to-table restaurants, and it, like, kind of invites you in. Um, but then you also, you, you know, your wine is called Clam Bake, and you've got the that right. on the, the label. Yeah, it's definitely cute and approachable, which is one of the aha moments I had, was that people, people are buying wines based off of labels and based off being able to remember, remember the name of it. Mm -hmm. Um, they're also buying a lot of beachy labels, like yeah. those are top sellers, but usually like the cuter the wine mm -hmm. and the more approachable the wine. Yeah. The worse it is. That's how it is in general. That's like, on that's the wine like a like a stereotype, but I think it's changing a little bit here. I'll I think yeah. a couple of limes are squeezing like a lime and a half because that's what I had okay. in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> There's like no juice in these limes. Into on top of our ginger, we're gonna get as much juice out of here as we can. Might not be a lot. I'm gonna grab a lemon too. Um, so yeah, I wanted to kind of you know make be one of the first to do sort of an approachable 
label. Yeah. Very clear about what it pairs with, but really the clam bake was more about the story that inspired it. Yeah. And you know how we became the first single vineyard craft winery under twenty dollars on the shelf. Mm -hmm. um, one of my other aha moments was like when I was thinking about what was the perfect wine for a clam bake. Yep. Um, it was sort of going through one of those <laughs> moments that like a sports fanatic goes through when they're playing fantasy sports. Like, okay. they, Again, you know, I they're can't in, like, I can't relate <laughs> okay. either per se, but you know, they're picking out their perfect team. Like, yeah, this would be my perfect, you know, for baseball, my perfect pitcher, my yeah. perfect catcher, my perfect this, that. So I was kind of like doing that with the wine, like, you know, for a clam bake, I'd want this kind of soil, this yeah. picked at this level, fermented in stainless steel from a cold growing region, yep. like, etc. So yep. I was kind of putting it together and I thought, oh my God, this is like a serious craft wine yep. project. And most wines on the market, especially under a cute label, are not like that. Yeah. Um, so They're we, mass produced. They are. They're mass produced. And we are, I mean, we have a batch number on all of our bottles. Yeah. Because we don't blend vineyards. Not that there's anything wrong with a blend, but saying that we're single vineyard keeps us accountable. Mm-hmm. Because knowing that I can't add anything to it to fix a problem, yep. I definitely farm it a lot better. I pick it, you know, I, I'm more careful when I pick it, how I farm it, how I ferment it, um, you know, who I contract to farm it. So it's just like, it's just, I, I, it's an accountability thing. But it's also like a cool factor. Like, I love that the wine is called clam bake, but I can sit around and like, We'll talk about the different batches of this wine that's, what, $17 on yeah. the shelf. And I'll sit around with other sommeliers or even wine makers being like, oh, this batch has a little bit more of a floral note. Yeah. This one's a little higher in acid. Or, you know, the soil type is really showing through on batch five. and you That's know. amazing. So it's cool. There's, like, a cool thing. And I think that, you know, um, as... We've kind of learned with food, like yeah. food should vary based on seasonality of and course. regionality, and it, you know, it should. Oh yeah, like sometimes you get a strawberry season that's great, and sometimes totally. it's crappy. Totally, and I think people will start to realize that with wine, like each vintage of wine or each batch of wine, each you know should be bespoke. It shouldn't be this, you know, like Kendall Jackson bottle one in one million is the same. That's yep. because it's a big mass-produced recipe yep. wine. It's yep. from non-proprietary blends and chemicals and ours yeah there's little nuances in the different batches but overall the quality is consistent yep what it's you know my intended styles consistent yep. um it's as consistent as as it could be but without losing that factor that's so cool about wine which is terroir or where it's from yeah so i love know. that yeah and that's kind of how a clam bake is right like everyone's you know, a clam bake's about the seafood and where the seafood's from you yeah. know that's why oysters are named by where they're from yeah what they are so you know and that's kind of like a clam bake is you know any kind of seafood boil is all about like the regional bounty so I kind of want it there's some synergy there with you know marowar is what they're saying yeah you know and terroir and I, so I don't know so that's just kind of how it just kind of happened that's amazing <laughs> I just, so not to interrupt we just put a lemon and kind of some lime in there because it didn't really come out of the lime sometimes that happens with limes and then we're gonna we did like I did two splashes little splashes of rice wine vinegar and then I'm slowly drizzling. You can just whisk that up. I'm slowly drizzling. I had some garlic oil because I did something for an event last week. I just thought it would taste good instead of putting raw garlic in there. I'm going to put about equal equal amounts to my vinegar. I wanted this to be super acidic. So we'll do like halvesies. Yeah, I like that. Uh, maybe a little bit more. And then it's probably got a, long, a lot of garlic flavor. And then I'm going to put a little bit of salt in there. And then, cool. So I'm just going to toss this in there. And I went ahead and cut up. A zucchini. So I'm just going to 
put my zucchini in there and I'm actually going to put some celery. I'm gonna get you to chop, chop some herbs. We can even just let that hang out for a okay. sec. We're gonna throw okay. a bunch more stuff in there. Um, I'll pop this right here. You, I like made your board all messy. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. Thank you. Um, okay, so you also have, besides your unoaked Chardonnay, I'm gonna give you two, let's do three, four. Let's do four things of celery. Okay. Things, stalks of celery. I'll get you two better looking ones since I'm gonna photograph this afterwards. Okay. Um, uh, and let's just cut them very thin on a bias. Okay. Celery is my veg of the Do you spring. peel your celery? No, I okay. love celery. I okay. eat celery like at every meal. Okay. I put it in my smoothies. I'm like obsessed oh, okay. with it. No, I, yeah, I love celery too. I don't know why. Um, so you do have other, besides your unoak Chardonnay I was saying, you do have other um, wines. What are your other varietals that you guys have as well? Uh, we have a rosé of Carignan, Old Vine Carignan from Mendocino. Okay. And we have a, um, and just an unoak Chardonnay. We just, we have a, we've done three batches of rosé. Okay. Actually, no, four. And four batches of rosé, and we are on our sixth batch of Chardonnay. It's in tape right now. But that's it. I mean, we have other things in the pipeline. Yep. Um, I'm sorry, did you want this shot? I just want to okay, chop it. All good. Uh, <laughs> I'm not particular. I just, sorry, my brain is out of it. All um, good. So, yeah, so those are the only two bridles we do. Okay. Um, both called clam bake. Yeah. Um, I think those are the two, you know, most kind of most perfect wines for a clam bake. Yeah. They have some oomph. They don't get lost. Yeah. But they, um, they're still light and they're very, I, I make my wines very dry. Yeah. Um, I, I like acid and things, so that's why I was excited to hear you yeah. saying I like my dressings a little more. Acid acidic. is like one of the under, like very underrated in home cooks. Very few people know how to like utilize acid and oh, everything. Um, yeah. salt in like recipes. That's why uh, I love your book. Like, yeah, salt. I mean that's honestly what makes food in the kitchen taste so much better, or good wine good because there's so much acid in it. Totally, and it balances out the other good stuff. Yep. It balances out fat. It balances out salt. Yep. Like, Sugar, um, everything. Yeah, sugar, sweet and sour is a great yeah. combo. So, um, yeah, my wines are really high acid. That makes them more food friendly. Yep. But um, it all, they, you know, they sort of emulate that wedge of lemon you squeeze on seafood. Yep. Right? So oh, I love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I actually, when I'm having a clam bake or steamers with butter, you know, with my wine, yep. I tend not to be squeezing as much lemon on because you're everything because your I'm having my wine. Right? I love that. Yeah. Um, so I think an easy question would be, and by the way, I'm chopping up, so Mary's doing my celery. I just put a big, I just took the head of a piece of parsley, or a bunch of parsley, and I just ripped it off and chopped it really rough and added it to my salad. Um, and I'm doing the same thing with cilantro. I'm adding it right to the salad. So I think the question would be, like, what about red wine? Like, what what happens to, like, red well, wine drinkers that say, like, <laughs> you know there's always somebody at a party like, I only drink this. Oh, I get it all the time. Yeah. Like, whenever so, I'm doing an event, people are like, you're red wine? Um, yeah. We worked on a red wine, and yep. I didn't like it, so yep. I sold it off on the bulk market. It's okay. Probably in a bottle of Barefoot somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, and I always said I will not bottle it. You know. Yeah, you, red, you got into this to make, like, boutique and handcrafted wine. Yeah. So, but right now. Why didn't you like it? It just was like over extracted. Honestly, I knew during harvest, looking at the fruit and seeing the shit yep. show job yep. that the farmer had done, that it wasn't going to be. Like, so what is like a shit show job? Because speak in layman's terms for well, like, all of us folks that just open it and drink it. Well, we got there and like some of the vines were like, they were like raisins on the vine. Oh. And some of them, yeah, they hadn't been 
trimmed. They hadn't been, um, they just, they just, it just wasn't, I don't know how, like those pretty bundles of grapes that yep. you see. Yeah. No, they were not like that. They were, um, they were really struggling. And, and you like, still had to pay for it? Uh, yeah. I mean, you contract them. Yeah. And, um, this was sort of a contract I jumped on on the fly. Yeah. it was a really good price. Yeah. And I just kind of thought, like, we'll, we'll see what happens. And yep. so it was fine. We just got rid of it. That's after, right. You know. But, um. So then what happens? So, like, bigger bulk um, producers buy the wine from you? How does yeah, that work? like barefoot or... You can just add that right to the bowl. Sure. Um, oh yeah, most of the wines you're having on the market, especially under $20, they're just... That's why the label will say California red wine. Yeah. Because it's from all over the place. Yeah. And they just buy up people's grapes or their garbage, really. And yeah. they um, doctor it up with, you know, essentially sugar or flavors. flavors. Sure, some wow. some more pernicious than others to kind of just get a consistency, consistent recipe. Give me a sprinkle more of salt right on top of all. Sure. Um, and we'll just let that sit and let the the veg kind of sweat for a couple of seconds. Totally. Um, I never knew that. Yeah. So we. Uh, yeah. So that's why, like, a rule of thumb in wine is if the label can be. Um, the more specific a label gets about where the wine comes from, yep. usually the better the wine. Yeah. And the more vague it is, like California red wine, that means that they are just gathering up stuff from all over the place. Yeah. And just trying to make, you know, you know, and that's obviously there's an exception to every rule, but that's like a good rule of thumb uh, about wine. So our label, I like how the front is just very, the clam bake Chardonnay, just trust it. There's yep. no information. You don't even have a vintage on the front. It's yep. just the clam bake Chardonnay. But on the back, we have all, like, kind of the dorky information. Yeah. And you're, what you're holding is our 2014 vintage. Four, um, yeah. But as we've progressed, our back label has gotten less wordy and kitschy about pairing yeah. with lobsters and a little bit more, um, it's more of a grid now yeah. that says the farming technique and the soil type and the date yeah. it was picked and at what level bricks, that's the ripeness level, Yeah. to kind of stress how, I mean, how obsessive we are. So despite the cute name, you know, what my winemaker always says is, don't let the lobster confuse you. Yeah. This wine is gangster. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Yeah, so, you know, so that's kind of his, and so yeah, so the back label, all the dorky information. Yeah. The front, just trust the, just trust the clam bake Chardonnay. I kind of wanted the front to be big. Yeah. Because it'll never exactly be the same thing. Yeah. Because wine shouldn't be. So yeah. just know that it'll be good. It'll be delicious with the clam bake, high acid, um, just really just delicious on oak chardonnay. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. Okay, yeah. so give this toss for me. I just put, so in here we have, first we started with our ginger that we grated, and then we put um, lemon juice, lime juice, and a little bit of rice wine vinegar, and then I just drizzled in and we whisked um, a little bit of so garlic good. olive oil. This is just the shit I make with what's left over in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it smells so good. Um, it actually looks really great. I had, this is what happens. Like, I love to really? surprise myself like this. I'm like, oh, I actually, like, know how to put this in. It's a Not really that I don't, but, like. array of greens and then shapes. Yes. We have, like, a different That's top. the food stylist yeah, in yeah. me. I can't help it. So then what we did is we let that kind of macerate and sit, and I'll break down the ginger, and then I put in very large, maybe about one-inch pieces of zucchini skin on. I'm not, like, peeling anything. Chopped it up nice and big, and you can get this at the farm stand for, like, pennies. And then I took celery, chopped that up, too. 
And then what else do we do? Parsley, cilantro. You could omit this cilantro if you're like not a cilantro fan. I love it. And then I sprinkled a little bit of salt on top. I actually think it's going to need a little bit more. I sprinkled a little bit of salt right on top so that the vegetables start to sweat because what that does is release the moisture. And then that's it. It's just hanging out and it's going to kind of create like its own swell. I was going to put some pickled veg in here, but I kind of like that it's all green. Yeah. So I'm not going to worry about that. We're going to let this hang out. We can give this a taste and see what it tastes like. Um, but I guess I would say, what are you up to this summer? You were just at the Asbury Park. Was it food and wine? Yeah, uh, just wine. Rosé. Actually, just rosé. Oh. We did a rosé festival, and then before that, I was out in Aspen for food and wine class. So what else do you have coming up? Um, in the next couple of weeks that people can come and taste your wine at or um, see you or buy your wine? Where is it available? Yeah. Um, so we our next event is on Nantucket. It's with Nantucket Black Book. Mm -hmm. um, and we're doing a basically a, um, a clam bake with her um, at her storefront, which is also connected to Island Kitchen on Nantucket. And um, it's sort of like the theme around it is like the intentional table. So okay. we're bringing in like... A local pottery artist to do like the butter ramekins mm -hmm. and then um, the craft paper company that does my wine label they're gonna do the craft paper on the table um, and so if you follow Nantucket Black Book I mean she's got like so many the likelihood of someone following her is far greater than me but um, she'll start to see that being promoted in a couple That's of amazing. Weeks. July 19th. And July 19th. Okay mm -hmm. great. I just added more vinegar, more olive oil, and okay. more salt because it needed it. Okay cool. Okay, cool. That's delicious. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, congratulations on all that. And then in New York City, where can people buy your wine? Uh, in New York City, we're mostly like restaurant mm -hmm. based for the wines. Mm -hmm. You can try it at a couple places like Beatrice Cheese and Camp yep. Casa Lula Wine Wine Bar. Um, but we now ship direct to consumer into New York, so um, you can get it from our website and then deliver to your door, um, which is a lot, which is harder than you think. Yeah, so doing direct to consumer. Um, we're in the midst of shifting our distributor for New York. Okay. So um, you know that might change where we then go back to more of a wine shop situation. Yep. You know, we used to have a lot of wine shops here, and then I just find shipping direct to consumer in New York is better, and yep. then being at restaurants. Yep. But um, out in the Hamptons, if, you know, you're going out there, um, yep. Finest Kind Wine Shop out in Montauk has it, down at the Jersey Shore, Bayhead Cheese Shop, yep. uh, Lush and Asbury. A lot of shops on the Jersey Shore have it, because I... Obviously, I, know I, those yeah, people. yeah, there, yeah. I like love the story and people. Jersey's just like people are like I don't know. They're like easy. I love New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, they're just like it's oh my god, you Jersey rap. girl, I'll I pick know. you up. People you know? love it. Yeah, people so. love it. It keeps all the other people out. Right, exactly. Yeah, we seem tough, but we're really not. No, and then, not really, at all. No one would ever call me tough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, yeah. So that's yeah. So um, in New York, although Gramercy Wine and Spirits does carry it, so awesome. that's on twenty third. So that's a good place. They always have it. Um, but yeah, so um, you can just order it from our website. Awesome. And where can they find you on social media or anything like that? Because we will um, plug you away. And thank you so much. Social media. <laughs> um, so our our handle is Ripe Life Wines. Like yep. Ripe Life Fruit is Ripe. Um, and uh, that's our Facebook page too. I don't tweet because I just I can't do it all. I just I, <laughs> I can't. I'm not on Twitter or it's Facebook. It's just not pretty. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, that's the only thing we do based 
on social media. Cool. Yeah. And awesome. You can find us on that. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming and stopping thank by, Mary. You. It was finally about time. You mean? <laughs> and now I'll see you this weekend like six times. Oh, I know. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Are you going down the shore this weekend? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm awesome. heading down this weekend. So awesome. I'll, like, of course, see you on like Saturday night. <laughs> That's cool. I know. It's been a while. Because we've been trying to get together for like. Forever. Like two years over to I, I know. Like Stu McIntyre who like put us in touch and then it's just but I shout out Stu on the podcast. I just um I just knew like you're just so busy and I just see you and I know with a book a book is very similar to alcohol distribution like mm-hmm. it's all about distribution. Yeah, it's not even about the content of the book unless you're so lucky to get on like the bestseller list. Which it's is one like, of those things that there's so it's few so original. Like, there's a, yeah. I have a girlfriend that told me there's niches in the riches. So, like, oh, yeah. like just having that's a concept. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's uh-huh. like, the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, I've been plugging away on that. But thank you for coming over and mm. having, making the salad. you like it? Oh, my God. That is so good. <laughs> well, we're going to post the recipe um, and the picture of this, and I'll let mm. you use it for your social. But thank you for coming. Of and um, happy summer, everybody. Bye.